Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some things to look for in the summertime with your pool care. If you're new to having a pool or this is your first season out there doing pool service, I'm going to go over a rundown of things that happen in the summertime with pools. And it's, of course, very different than maintaining a pool in the winter, fall, or spring. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Also receive priority service, enhanced rebate programs, a discount on your general liability insurance through SPA, a discount on your pool riding software through Skimmer, and an opportunity to co-brand with Leslie's on your social media, website, truck, and more. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Leslie's Pro. Of course, this is the time of year why you actually build your swimming pool. If you invested 50, 60, 70, 100,000, or if you just purchased an above ground pool at Walmart or Costco and this is your first season, here are some things to look for in the summertime. And I think the number one factor in the summertime is, of course, the weather. And depending on your area, will depend on how hot it gets, what the UV index is, the humidity level. Basically, summertime, the heat will cause a lot of different things to happen with the pool chemistry, with the water being warmer and the UV index being much higher. The chemistry or the chemicals in the pool won't last nearly as long as they do in the wintertime. So if you have been doing pool service or maintaining your pool in the winter, you know that you know if you don't close your pool in our area, we don't in California. A lot of parts don't close their pools. And so if you're maintaining your pool all year round, you know that in the wintertime, you just need maybe half a gallon of liquid chlorine every month in the pool, and that chlorine level holds pretty steady because the water is down there in the 50 or 60 degree range, and not a lot of there's not a lot happening to the water. And in the wintertime also, the salt water generators will turn off because they can't generate in cold water. So a lot of things happen to the water in the summertime as it heats up. Of course, the chemical usage goes up because, number one, the water is warmer. The UV index is much higher, and of course the bather load is greater because everyone's using the pool. And let me just touch on the UV index. This is an important factor. You may or may not know this, but the chlorine in the pool will be burned off quicker with the higher the UV index is out there. So if you're in Arizona, it's 110 degrees out there, and the UV index is extremely high. Expect the chlorine not to last in the pool Nearly as long as if you were doing the pool in March, the temperature was 80 degrees and the UV index was low or medium. So technically it's not the heat that causes the problem with the chlorine in the pool, but the sun's UV rays. And then when it's hot, of course, the UV index is elevated almost every time. And if you have the proper level of cyanuric acid in the pool, which recommended is 30 to 50 parts per million, of course, this will protect the chlorine from burning off rapidly. But with the higher UV index, it's going to accelerate the burn off, even with the cyanuric acid in the water. 
So be aware that you're going to be adding larger amounts of chlorine to the pool in the summertime. And this year, I think, is going to be very challenging because of the chemical shortage. I think with the trichlor shortage, it may affect the other chemicals that you would normally purchase, liquid chlorine, calhypo, dichlor, because people are going to be gravitating towards the other sanitizers since they can't get the trichlor tablets, which may make getting the other sanitizers difficult. So I wouldn't be surprised that sometime during the season, we may have a chlorine crunch or chlorine crisis. And so if you are a pool service professional, I highly recommend stocking up on chlorine, not hoarding it in a way, but definitely stocking up and you're going to use more chlorine in the summertime than you've ever used before at any other time during the season. So just be aware of that fact and kind of budget for that. If you're a homeowner and this is your first pool, you definitely are going to have to budget for the chlorine because it's a big part of maintaining the pool. If you don't have a saltwater generator, then you're going to need to invest in some kind of sanitizer for the pool. Either liquid chlorine, calhypo, trichlor, dichlor are the primary sanitizers that are used out there. And so you're going to have to invest a pretty good amount of money in the summertime for those chemicals. Another thing that becomes very problematic in the summertime is algae in the pool. Algae grows really well in warmer water. And of course, there are other factors that will cause algae to grow in the pools more in the summertime. The heavy pool use with the chlorine maybe zeroing out, which means that the chlorine, you know, is used up in the pool and there's no more chlorine sanitizing the water. This will cause the algae to bloom very quickly in the summertime. You can have a pool with very little algae on the steps and then, you know, three or four days later, the whole deep end is covered in it. I wouldn't say a pool will turn green in a week, but it does get pretty bad quickly in the summertime if algae gets out of control. And so algae is something that you're going to have to really address with your pool. And if you're a pool service professional, algae is going to be one of the biggest things you fight out there in the summertime. Now, there are a few things you can do to prevent the algae in your pool and to get a handle on it before the season starts. I think the number one thing you can do is clean your pool filter and make sure that it's clean at the beginning of the season. If your filter needs new filter elements, which are the cartridges or grids, definitely replace those. If you actually need a new filter at the beginning of the season is the best time to do that because the filtration is really important to prevent algae and to make sure that the chlorine is effective in the pool. So address your filtration and I think that's key. The other things you can do is add an enhancer to the pool and I think borates are the best enhancer you can add to your pool at this point. Because it's a one and done kind of thing where you add the boric acid to the pool. You can also use uh, 20 milteen borax or you can use a pre-mixed formula like the Bio BioGuard Optimizer. These are all great ways to add the borates to the pool. And if you add the borates to the pool to bring it to 50 parts per million, this is ideal because adding borates to the pool will prevent algae from growing. And the borates are a natural algistat, which means that they'll prevent algae from actually forming. So if you have a pool that you're constantly battling algae in, or if you have pools on your route where you're fighting algae, adding the borates to the pool is a great way to counter that and to prevent the algae from growing. Another way you can prevent this is using the Pool RX. This is a great way to prevent algae from growing because it has the ability to kill the microalgae, which is algae you can't even see forming. And this prevents any kind of major algae blooms. It also makes the chlorine much more effective. And you're going to use about half the chlorine with the PoolRx unit in the pool. And then the third method, which I also like, is using a phosphate remover and an enzyme combination 
to help enhance the chlorine. So any of these methods will help stretch the chlorine in the pool and make it more effective and prevent algae from growing in the pool. And I think another main cause of algae in the pool is not the fact that the chlorine zeroes out in the pool or you have poor filtration. It may just be the simple fact that you don't have enough chlorine in the pool week to week to prevent algae from growing in the pool. Now, if you've listened to any of the podcasts I've done with chemistry expert Bob Lowry, he talks about the relationship between cyanuric acid and your free chlorine level. And he has a formula that I think is extremely accurate because I've seen it in the field work this way. And that is that the free chlorine level needs to be 7.5% of your cyanuric acid level. And to keep it simple here, simple math, if your cyanuric acid level is 100 parts per million, that means that every week you're going to have to, or every day, you're going to have to maintain a chlorine level of 7.5 parts per million, which is 7.5% of 100. And so if you have a pool with a cyanuric acid level of 150 parts per million, which is not unheard of in a pool using trichlor tablets, and your free chlorine level is at 4 parts per million, that's not enough chlorine in there to prevent algae growth. And that's why a lot of times on your pool route, you're going to see pools that have really high chlorine level, 5 parts per million, 6 parts per million maybe, and you're going to see algae all over the deep end on the steps, and you're wondering, how can the algae grow in here if the chlorine level is at 5 or 6 parts per million? And that's because your cyanuric acid level is maybe over 100 parts per million, which means you're going to need 7.5 parts per million or more of free chlorine to prevent algae from growing. So that's something that I think you really need to understand is that even if you have chlorine at 5 parts per million, if the cyanuric acid is at 200 parts per million, that chlorine level is not going to be effective in preventing algae. So keep that in mind when you're maintaining a pool with a high cyanuric acid level. You're going to need a very high free chlorine level. And that's kind of why the cycle of adding more and more trichlor tablets to the floater or inline chlorinator in the summertime is kind of like a self-defeating prophecy in a way because you're raising the cyanuric acid level. You're, of course, keeping the free chlorine level really high by adding five or six tablets every week. But in the end, you're defeating yourself because you're not going to be able to add enough chlorine to the pool, basically, to counter the increase in the cyanuric acid every week. And that's another reason why I think borates are a highly effective way of enhancing the chlorine, because according to Bob Lowry, if you have borates at 50 parts per million, you're only going to need 5% of that free chlorine to cyanuric acid ratio. So if the pool has 100 parts per million of cyanuric acid, and you have borates at 50 parts per million, you're only going to need the chlorine at 5 parts per million versus 7.5 parts per million. And so the borates will actually help you in a pool with high cyanuric acid, maintain a lower free chlorine level, and prevent algae from growing in the pool. So I think it's important to realize that the cyanuric acid is a major factor in algae prevention and algae, you know, how algae forms in the pool. And be aware of your cyanuric acid level I suggest testing at the beginning of the season to see where you're at. And if you're using trichlor tablets in the pool, chances are the cyanuric acid level is elevated because if you don't know this, half of the tablet itself is cyanuric acid. So more than 50% of the tablet is cyanuric acid. You're adding a lot of cyanuric acid to the pool each week using the trichlor tablets. And with the trichlor tablets being in short supply and, of course, extremely expensive, I think this is a great time to kind of wean the pool off the trichlor go over to liquid chlorine or calhypo and find a different primary sanitizer. You could probably still use some tablets in there, 
but overusing them will definitely raise the cyanuric acid level. And I think adding liquid chlorine or calhypo is a great way to kind of counter the rise in cyanuric acid by using straight trichlor tablets as your primary sanitizer. So here are a few other things that are going to help your pool in the summertime besides the filtration, the chemistry, and this is the runtime of the pool. And I think in the summertime, the longer you run the pool, the better. If you have a variable speed pump, I would suggest running it almost 24 hours a day, if not 24 hours a day, at two different speeds, a low speed and then a medium speed. So for example, if you had a pool and you were running your single speed pump, let's say you had a 12,000 gallon pool and you're running your single speed pump six hours a day, and that would give you one cycle of water through the pool. With a variable speed pump, I would say run that pool at 1700 RPMs and run that pool for 12 hours at that speed. And that kind of gives you that one cycle because, you know, 3400 divided by 1700 is about half the speed. And then I would suggest setting a 2400 or 2600 RPM or medium speed, depending on how your pump is set up. Um, run that for a good amount of time, maybe six or eight hours per day. And, you know, that's what is that? Almost 20 hours of runtime right there. And so basically by doing that, you're running your pool and keeping the water circulating. However, the energy use is a fraction of what it would cost to run your standard speed pump for six hours a day. And so I think, you know, with a variable speed pump, you can actually run your pool a lot longer. And this will definitely counter a lot of negative things that happen to your pool in the summertime. So the longer you can run your pool, the better. If you're on solar, just run that pool as much as possible because, you know, you're not paying for the electricity and just keeping that water moving is critical. That's why in a commercial pool, they run 24 hours a day at 3450 RPMs or full speed, basically, because you know that there's going to be heavy usage. And by running the pool that long, it does help a lot. So the pool runtime is really critical in the summertime. And I think the longer you run it, the better. If you have a single speed pump, you're going to have to run that longer and kind of pay that extra electricity cost. I think upgrading to a variable speed pump would be ideal if you can afford it. Of course, doing that at the beginning of the season is better than now, but any time to upgrade is a good time, I think, because you save that electricity usage. And if you're on a tier system like I'm here in Southern California, we used to have four tiers, which made electricity costs a little less expensive. But now in my area, we have only three tiers. And so by the time you get to the third tier in your power usage, the kilowatt hour charge that you're getting charged for pretty much triples or quadruples over what you would have at tier one. And so variable speed pump will definitely help you with the cost of your electricity because the number one appliance, so to speak, that consumes electricity is your air conditioner. And the number two is your single speed pool pump. So definitely consider that and consider raising your runtime in the summertime. I think one of the most critical factors that affects the pool is the water level. And if you don't have an autofill in your pool, and right now in Southern California, we're heading into a drought. And so getting people to fill their pool is a battle because they think they're not being, you know, uh, environmentally friendly by filling their pool up. But basically, when the water level gets below the skimmer, all kinds of problems happen. You know, the pump doesn't run or it doesn't run properly. The flow is affected. All the surface debris sinks to the bottom, causing more chemicals to be used. And the pool is maybe not flowing because it runs, the motor runs dry or the pump runs dry. And so the water level, in my opinion, is one of the most critical things in the summertime. And I highly recommend, you know, if you have a autofill, of course, have that on. 
If you don't have an autofill, you can get maybe an autofill device like the Pool Sentry, connect a garden hose to it. They also have fill sensors that you can put on your hose or on your fill line that will turn on the water, you know, for 15 minutes a day or something like that. So definitely utilize that because a lot of the older pools don't have any way for the skimmer to be bypassed when the water gets low. And then you have three or four days of the pool not really running. And in 100 degree weather with the pool not running, you're going to get algae blooms. And so it's going to take a lot of time to recover that pool. You know, even when you fill it back up with water, you're going to have to get the water back in shape. And so all of this adds to maybe algae getting into the filter. And it's a vicious cycle, all because the water got too low in the pool one day. And two weeks later, you're still recovering from the fact that you didn't put water in the pool. And so on my route, the number one problem I have and the number one reason why a pool would turn and get algae is because the customer didn't put water in the pool and four or five days went by with the pool not running. And basically, that's on the customer to add the water to the pool, not you. And for me, it is the number one problem I run into. I really am on the customers about adding water. You're not an anti-environmentalist by filling up your pool. You're actually protecting your equipment because, you know, if the pump runs dry, it's going to cause the everything to overheat, the pipes to melt. And, of course, you're going to be spending more chem- more money on chemicals to get it back in shape. And you may need to pay for one extra filter cleaning, depending on how bad it gets. So all this costs you more money than it would cost you to fill the pool. So, you know, fill the pool up, keep everything circulating and running. And I think that's one of the key things in the summertime. The evaporation can get really high in some areas. Here in my area, you know, it's not unheard of to lose an inch and a half, two inches a week um, in the really hot, hot summer days. So filling the pool, I can't emphasize that enough here. Just fill the pool up. And the other reason a pool will turn on my route is overuse or sometimes customer error. And they may have a party and, you know, 20 kids are in there. And of course, the pool's going to look pretty terrible when I get back there for the weekly service. So basically, if you're going to have a pool party, I recommend telling your pool service provider that, hey, look, this weekend I'm having 20 kids in there. There's going to be a party. Could you please make sure that you have extra chemicals in there? Or, you know, if your service day is a Friday and they have the party on that weekend before, maybe they can pay you to come during the week earlier to make sure the pool is back in shape. I don't know, but there's different ways they can communicate to you that they're going to use the pool. And more likely than not, the customer is not going to tell you when they're going to have a party. Some do tell me, but most don't. But I think that's important to communicate with a simple text message to your pool service provider that, hey, I'm having a big party, make sure everything's going to be okay. Um, Things like that are really important for us out there in the field because we don't know. And then we get to the pool the week later and everything is trashed. We kind of figure it out that there was a party. But if we know ahead of time, we can take measures to help you to make sure the pool turns out well by either leaving you some chemicals to put in or putting extra chemicals in ourselves. And whatever the case, letting us know is really important. And then user error is a big one. Sometimes the customer will turn off the variable speed pump. This happens a lot on the standalone VS pumps where there is a start stop button or on off button. And so maybe they're using the pool and they don't want the pool running because the kids are using it and they just want everything off. For whatever reason, maybe the automatic cleaner is moving. So they'll hit off on the pump, but they won't hit on again. And so that pool sits there all week without running. This happens all the time in the summertime. Or they'll be using their spa and then they don't put the valves back in the pool mode. 
And so all week long, the spa has been running. And of course, the pool has been off. And this happens a lot too. So part of what I mentioned earlier about the circulation of the pool or the filtration, make sure that if you do turn your pool off or you do put it in spa mode, that you put it back in pool mode at some time during that day or the next day so that the pool will circulate. Because when the pool's off or when it's in just the spa mode, of course, the pool is not being filtered and it's just sitting there stagnant like a pond, basically. And so algae is definitely going to bloom. And invariably, just about every season or every summer, I should say, a customer will take out their suction side cleaner and lay it up on the pool deck, you know, without disconnecting the hoses. And of course, sitting up on the deck when the pool turns back on the next day, you know, sucking air. And so the pool's not priming or the pump's not priming. And this happens all the time. So make sure that, you know, these things are noted for your customers or if you have your own pool that you kind of understand how your system works so you kind of prevent these errors, know how to turn your spa off and put it back in pool mode, and of course know that taking out the cleaner and putting it up on the deck with the hoses connected to it is not going to allow the pool to operate correctly. And these are all things that are pretty basic that you should know about. And if you're a pool service provider, educate your customers on these facts, especially if they do it once. Let them know that this is what happened and that's why their pool looks really bad is because of kind of their error. But say it in a nice way, of course. Don't say that, you know, I like to phrase it like, oh, you know that, you know, the automatic cleaner can't really be left out on a deck like that because it needs to be in the water for it to operate. And what happens is that the pool actually wasn't running all week because the cleaner was out. So next time, if you're having a party, simply disconnect the cleaner from the skimmer or if it's at the side port, disconnect it. And I'll reconnect it for you when I when I do the service the following week. I really like the customers that tell me, hey, can you take my cleaner out of the pool because I'm having a party this weekend. Um, for me, I prefer that. I'll take the cleaner out. I'll disconnect the hoses the way I want to. I'll put it somewhere safe. And for me, that's better than them doing it or not doing it or leaving it out on the deck. For me, it's really basic in the summertime. Know that number one, with the higher UV index, you're going to use more chemicals. Number two, with the higher bather load, you're going to use more chemicals. Number three, algae has a better chance of growing in the summertime. So use an enhancer of some type to prevent the algae from growing and blooming in the first place. Number four, keep that pool circulating. Make sure that filter is clean before the season starts. And make sure that the runtime is appropriate. And then avoid errors like not telling the pool service company that you're having a big party. Or leaving something off when it should be on. Anything like this could cause a problem. And I think the number one thing that I have to hammer into people is keep the proper water level. This goes a long way in the summertime in making the pool run effectively. And if the water gets below the skimmer and the pool's not running, it just takes two or three weeks to recover the pool sometimes. And sometimes it's very costly because you melt the plumbing or the pump will burn out. So the water level to me is one of the most critical things in the summertime and you will lose up to an inch or two inches in your area a week. And so adding water every week is really important if you don't have an autofill. And of course, with an autofill, it makes things easier, but a lot of pools don't have the autofill. I would say about half of my pools don't have one. And so the customer has to add the water themselves and really be on them about adding water to the pool. Because from my experience, the low water is the number one reason why a pool will turn. 
in the summertime. When I say turn, I mean turn ugly, you know, algae, cloudy water, all kinds of problems. I guess I should have titled this uh, podcast, Add Water to Your Pool, but that sounds kind of obnoxious. But it is true that that's one of the things that needs to be done. And, you know, if you follow all these keys during the summertime and balance your pool and add the enhancers, I think you're going to have a really good season and a good run of it. And if you do pools for a living and you have, you know, 80 or 100 pools on your route, definitely consider adding an enhancer to make the chlorine last longer. And there's many different ones available that I mentioned here. And of course, try not to overuse the trichlor tablets because that just raises the cyanuric acid level to an unsustainable level. And then you won't be able to add enough chlorine to the pool to prevent algae from growing and blooming in the pool. So if you're interested in other podcasts I've recorded, definitely go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu. And I've done a lot of recordings on chemistry and things of that nature. I recommend listening to the podcast I recorded with Bob Lowry, Rudy Stankiewicz, and also Harold Evans. These are great primers on chemistry and algae prevention. And if you're in the industry and you want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining there, including a discount on your general liability insurance. Again, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.